What's going on, everybody? It's your buddy, it's your pal, Spaz Phoenix, the YWC Reality Check, and it's fantasy booking time. Is it not? We're coming off of Survivor Series. CM Punk has come home. Uh, WrestleMania is right around the corner. Doesn't it feel like that? Doesn't it feel like wrestling's Christmas is right around the corner? Just like real Christmas is right around the corner. Now, here's the deal. Why are you guys getting this instead of a WWE last week? Because this weekend I'm going to a Destiny show and it's going to be awesome. It's Destiny versus OVW. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then the weekend after that I'm going to Final Resolution, which is the final Impact pay-per-view under the Impact banner, which is also taking place at Battle Arts Academy, which is the home of Destiny Wrestling. Check it out for Spaz Phoenix bucket list. It's fine. So I don't know how much WWE last week you're going to get going into December. Because I'm also going to a WWE house show. I've also got a bunch of family stuff coming up. And it's my birthday, and it's Christmas. <coughs> so, you're getting this instead, because by the time we get to Monday, I'm going to be really tired from a Destiny show. Um, it's also pretty damn cool in the new, you know, post-Vince, uh, enter Papa H era, that we can sit, even before Survivor Series, and look at most of what's going to happen at WrestleMania. It's pretty clearly plotted out, except for one major uh, pipe bomb that went off at Survivor Series. Yes, I, I'm going to keep making those jokes because the AEW fans are not coping well, are they? But, not doing WWE last week, this week. Instead, I just started writing down shit that's going to happen slash shit that I would really like to see, and I've got way more matches on here than I need. This is my this is my immediately post-Survivor Series Fantasy WrestleMania card. By the time we actually get to WrestleMania, I might do another one of these before we know what the actual card looks like. So there's stuff on here that we know is happening, there's stuff on here that I would like to see happen, and there's some stuff that I put on here just, just for funsies, as they say. So, uh, if you like this, if you want to see more stuff like this, if you want to see some more random speculative, uh, nonsense, pretty much. I know a little while ago I fantasy booked uh, Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley all the way to WrestleMania, and I don't think that's going to happen, and that's not happening on this card either. But if you guys like this stuff, please let me know. And I will say, if you're listening to this on YouTube, please consider listening to it somewhere else. I'm having a lot of problems with YouTube right now. Please go check it out on Rumble or on any of your uh, podcasting platforms of choice. I do appreciate it. As always, <coughs> if... Uh, if you're listening to this somewhere other than YouTube, uh, do me a favor, hit me up on X at SpazPhoenix and tell me where you're listening so I know where I should focus. It's the same everywhere, but I'm not going to put it where there's where there's nobody, if that makes any sense. So, I've got this sort of broken up. I've got this into big pile of people matches, singles matches for singles matches sakes, um, mid-card matches, tag team title matches, women's title matches, and men's title matches. That's just... I had to section it off because it was the only way I could properly... Uh, it's the only way I could properly organize it. Because I'm not going to say, oh, this would be the main event of night one, this would be the main event of night two, and I, th I think this would be a great match for match three of night two. I'm not going to be one of those weird people. If you want... Throw some of these on the kickoff. Some of the ones that I've thrown on here just for fun, you could put them on the kickoff and I really wouldn't mind. Starting with a very fun match. It's a six-person mixed tag. It's Chase U versus the Alpha Academy. But 
for reasons that will become clear later, it is the Alpha Academy represented by Maxine Dupree, Otis, and Tazawa versus Chase U, which is Andre Chase, Duke Hudson, and Thea Hale, with JC Jane in their corner, just because JC Jane's hot and more is more. Um, it's one of the few crossovers that I have from NXT. Uh, I don't have very many. Uh, Chase U versus the Alpha Academy, it is as simple as, you know, they're two school gimmicks, you know, Professor Gable, Professor Chase. <coughs> I mean, I've got Gable doing something else on this card, but it could still very much be a, you know, the proud head of Chase U versus the proud Professor Gable and all that kind of thing. And I think Thea Hale and Maxine Dupree against each other would be hilarious. I think any of them dealing with Otis would be great. Tazawa is low-key kind of awesome these days. Like, he's straddling the line between being a really cool character where he's doing the, the nasty Tazawa dance. I don't know why I'm moving around. You guys can't see me. This is an audio platform. Um, but he's also, like, ripping out minibangers on NXT against uh, guys like Noam Dar for the Heritage Cup. So I think that could be a lot of fun. Let me know who you want to win down in the box below or on X. Another six-person tag. Because... When I was putting this all together, one person I completely forgot about because he hasn't been on our screens in a while is AJ Styles. And initially, I mean, Nakamura's doing some funky shit right now. Nakamura is, has just set his sights on Cody Rhodes, but we know what Cody Rhodes is going to be doing later on. We'll talk about it later on. I thought it might be kind of fun if we could find a way to bring AJ Styles and Nakamura back together in a way that isn't a cock-kick party. Uh, I mean, that's very AEW, is it not? Um, but I mean, AJ's there with the OC, and we don't get to see the OC that much either, so why not? <coughs> why not have AJ Styles, along with the OC, taking on a supergroup? And if you're Nakamura, why wouldn't you take a page out of the book of somebody like a Mick Foley? Mick Foley, not too long ago in the wrestling history, took a look at two guys that were beating the crap out of each other and said, hey, why don't you guys become a tag team? And that's how we got the bar. That's how we got Sheamus, who's still awesome, and that's how we got uh, Cesaro. And whatever happened to Cesaro, I really don't know. Anyways, there's... Literally this week on Raw, two big men slapping man meat and did it all the way through the arena, pretty much, through the barricade, through Barry Barricade, as Simon Miller would say. And that's Ivar and Bronson Reed, so if Nakamura can take a look at these guys and say, hey, this is what they're willing to do to each other, think what they could do as a team. Unfortunately, Eric is not with us right now because he's had his spinal stuff. Um, a team of Nakamura, Ivar, and Bronson Reed which would have Valhalla in their corner, which would mean Mia Yim slash Meechin would be in the OC's corner, that would be a hell of a match. Not only because you get AJ Styles and Nakamura going at it once again, but, uh, I mean, Anderson's awesome, but, um, you know, the bigger fella being Gallows, Gallows going up uh, against the big guys in Ivar and Brasserie would be fantastic. And the attitudes of the OC would make that hilarious. Nakamura trying to be creepy, you know, mastermind, Dr. Claw bad guy would be awesome. And Ivar and Bronson just enjoying smashing stuff would be awesome. So yeah, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Ivar, and Big Bronson Reed. Now... Come to the last big pile of people match. I should mention when I say big pile of people matches, by the way. I am going to have a men's battle royal and a women's battle royal, and your winners can be whoever. I don't know, Cameron Grimes and Bianca Belair. Who the fuck cares? Um, <laughs> big hint on who's not on my card. But 
Rey Mysterio Santos Escobar. And I said, if Ray, I, I, I booked a smaller group on group thing a while ago for if Ray wasn't fit to compete. But if he is fit to compete, why not bring in the LWO and some extensions of some other people um, to take on Santos? Because Ray Mysterio, Cruz del Toro, Joaquin Wild, Carlito, and Dragon Lee all have an axe to grind with Santos Escobar. Ray was turned on, Del Toro and Wild are looking at their former leader, their former mentor or whatever, saying, what the hell's happened to you? Carlito is mad about what's happened to his friend Ray. Dragon Lee... Dragon Lee had his match at the last paper, at Survivor Series, replacing Carlito when Carlito was taken out, and had a hell of a match with Santos Escobar, and if nothing else, I would love to see those two fight again. So now Santos Escobar has a problem. He doesn't have the LWO. He doesn't even have Legado del Fantasma. Now let's dig deep into the rumors that were circulating before Survivor Series, and yeah, have them reach down to NXT and bring up Umberto and Angel Garza. Because they are rebuilding themselves in NXT as heels, as people that are going to be taken more seriously. They're not lost Lotharios anymore. They got the fucking Freddy Krueger slashes on their chests, kind of looking like the American Wolves. It's fine. Um... But them drastically striving to be taken seriously, like that whole attitude would go along with what Santos is going, going back to his, like, um, you know, cartel mafioso type character that he was in NXT that was awesome. The three of them would be a great team. But then you got five baby faces to deal with. So who else are you bringing? You really want to stick it to your former mentor, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio was like a dad to you. So scooped out, now, he's not an NXT person, but he's still an NXT champion, throw Dominic Mysterio on that team. And if you just want one more guy with bad attitude that I think would fit right in, that we haven't seen in a while, in NXT is uh, Javier Bardell, or Big Body Javi, uh, to round out that team, who is an awesome character, he's a sleazeball, who's fun to watch in the ring, and it would be an excuse for them to bring him back because we haven't seen him in a while. Now, secretly... Am I using this as a hell of a platform for NXT? Yes. Santos came from NXT. Umberto, Angel are in NXT right now. Dominic Mysterio, although he's not an NXT guy, is an NXT champion at the moment. Javier Barnell, as far as I know, is still in NXT. Rey Mysterio never needs to go to NXT ever. Del Toro, wild from NXT. Carlito is more so <coughs> lending his name to the whole situation. And Dragon Lee is one of the coolest people to come out of NXT in a while. So, you got awesome lucha things going on, you got awesome story things going on, you got awesome focus on NXT going on. These 10 flying around the ring would be fucking fantastic. Give them 20 minutes. If you want to, I don't think you have to, but if you want to, uh, throw on survivor rules and make it elimination, let it get down to Santos and Ray. Um, and, you know, we've built up these teams, and now the teams have all washed away, and now it's down to just the two of us. Uh, if you want to, I don't even think you need that, though. I think you give one of the guys that you wouldn't have think of, either Umberto, Angel, uh, Bernal, Del Toro, Wild, or Dragon Lee, you give one of them the pin. You, you build the story around Ray and Santos, but all those names, to whatever degree they are right now in the WWE, are already established. You let them tell the story... I mean, Joaquin Wild. Do you remember when he was DJZ in Impact? Do you remember when he was DJZ along with Robbie E, who's now Robert Stone, as a tag team on TNA? Did we think they were ever going to have a WrestleMania moment? That's a lot of fun. Really, really cool. 
Let's get into the singles matches. And when I say the singles matches, I mean singles matches that are just matches for matches sake. The example I always use, ironically, because they both just came back, there was a WrestleMania, I don't remember which one, because I'm not that kind of encyclopedia guy, where every match on the card was either a title match or had a stipulation attached. Like it was either a no DQ match or a street fight or a whatever, or a title match or a triple threat or a multi-person or a tag or whatever. There was one match that was a singles match that was a match for matches sake. And that year it was Randy Orton versus uh, CM Punk. And since they both just came back, that's really ironic because it's the example I use all the time. I've got four. <laughs> I've got four. The first one is Jade Cargill versus Charlotte Flair. We know it's happening. They've been pushing for it to happen forever. The other one that she was teased to fight with is going to be somewhere else on the card, I promise you. Um, I don't care what you say. I don't care what the Sasha stands say. Everybody has their best match against Charlotte. They just do. Jade Cargill, they're presenting her like a star. She has the aura of a star. They're giving her the slow build. They're not throwing her in the deep end. I like all of those things. She's not the greatest wrestler. And I'm not just saying that because she's from AEW, but it is kind of funny. And all all Triple H's comments from the press conference of Survivor Series when he was asked about Jade Cargill, he's, he just said basically like she wasn't given all the tools she needs. I want to make sure that she can hit the ground running when she does get running because she's going to be huge. How do you do that? You give her a big marquee moment against Charlotte Flair. Now, what does this do? It does two things. Charlotte Flair is probably not going to win. People are immediately going to be happy about that. Jade is going to win. Probably people are going to be really happy about that. It's not going to be the main event, so big, bad, evil Charlotte won't be in the main event. That'll make people happy. She's not going for a title. Big, bad, evil Charlotte can't go for a title. People will be happy about that. But low-key, it'll be probably one of the best match or one of the best opportunities, I should say, presented on the night. Uh, even people that hate Charlotte Flair admit the match that she had with Rhea Ripley was fucking awesome. So let's do that for Jade Cargill. Let's get her off on the right foot. Speaking of comebacks, Randy Orton came back at Survivor Series looking j-j-j-j-jacked. Good for him. Happy for the guy. More so happy that he's healthy enough to come back and do what he loves. But also, the dude is fucking jacked. Let's have him go up against another big, jacked, angry dude in Drew McIntyre. Now, recently, Drew McIntyre has said he's going to put his hatred for Jey Uso aside, his vendetta for Jey Uso aside, and go after the championship. He's not going to be able to go after the championship, as we saw on Raw, because the championship match the championship opportunity has gone to Jey Uso. Drew McIntyre was supposed to get his hands on Jey Uso in a cage. The opportunity presented to him by the Judgment Day, by Rhea Ripley, in War Games was his chance to get his hands and some retribution on Jey Uso in that cage. Well, they lost, and they lost when... Uh, when Randy Orton came in and basically cleaned up shop. It's not too hard to tell the story when Drew doesn't get a shot at the championship to revert back to his hatred for Jey Uso, and if Jey Uso's already spoken for on the night, which he is, spoiler alert, the next one is said, well, who spoiled the fun last time I was going to get my hands on Jey Uso? And it's very easy to tell the story of him, rightly or wrongly, blaming Randy Orton. Now, these guys will the shit out of each other. Oh yes. Um, 
I mean, Orton doesn't need to win. Drew McIntyre as a heel going over a freshly returned j -j 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 jacked Randy Orton would be a hell of a story. I would love to see the match. I would love to see the promos. People are already saying, oh, Randy Orton's going to come back and make everything boring. Did you hear the reaction? Did you hear the reaction at Survivor Series? Did you hear the reaction on Raw? It's going to be fine. You'll be fine. It's fine. Now, why is Jey Uso? Why is Jey Uso not available for a match against Drew McIntyre? Because Jey's facing Jimmy at WrestleMania. Now, they've said it in interviews. They've said it in all kinds of different uh, talking spaces that the one thing they really want to do before their career is over is face each other at WrestleMania. Very, very easy to do because Jey Uso is going on this enlightened path on Raw, breaking himself away from the bloodline, dealing with all the hatred from the babyfaces on Raw because of what he did with the bloodline and, and, and what he's trying to distance himself from and whatever. And what better person to take that out on than Jimmy, who's now more obnoxious and more delusional than ever, more under the spell of, of Roman Reigns, at least right now, than ever. Not only can he see everything that he hates in Jimmy Uso, he can see everything that he used to be in Jimmy Uso, and the storytelling ability of Jey Uso has gone underrated for long enough. Nobody, know, nobody knows you better than your brother. Nobody knows you better than your twin. Nobody's going to be able to give you a better match, tell a better story, Jimmy and Jay, at WrestleMania. And maybe afterwards they even hug it out. And not to double down on the uh, brother versus brother storyline, at least metaphorically speaking, we're going to do Sammy and KO at WrestleMania as well. Have we seen Sammy and KO? Yes. Have we seen it in NXT? Yes. Have we seen it on the main roster? Yes. Has it had the WrestleMania stage that it deserves? No. Now, you know, bitter, spiteful, heel Kevin Owens up against Sami Zayn would be awesome. Now, Sami Zayn was the one that welcomed Jey Uso with open arms back to Raw, even though that was the trade that took his friend to SmackDown, that broke up their tag team, that kept them from getting another tag team title shot, all that stuff. Now what I want to do is have some sort of situation. There's going to be three teams that are fighting for an opportunity to get a chance at Judgment Day and the tag team title. We'll get more of that later. There's three teams. And that whole situation, whether you do a series of matches or whatever, is going to be a tie between two of those three teams. The odd team out is going to be KO and Sami Zayn. And KO is going to be pissed off, be on SmackDown, be separated from his, his, his brother, for lack of a better term. And he's going to see this last opportunity as a way to get back with Sami, back with his friend, back with his brother, back on track, back into the tag team title picture. And he wants to reconnect with Sami Zayn so bad that when they lose, he snaps on Sami Zayn. And you get a repeat of the TakeOver, and you can go back and check out NXT Rewind. I've done a review of the TakeOver where it happened, where Kevin Owens debuted in the opening match against... I don't remember what his name is. Juice Robinson now, um, but he was doing the hippy-dippy gimmick back then. He debuted against him in the opener. Sami Zayn won the title in the closer, and what happened at the end of the night? Pop-up, powerbomb on the apron. You tell that story, you let the history tell its own story, and you get to Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. No stipulations, no titles, no bullshit. Just a straight-up match between the two of them for, to do as much as they can possibly do on the big WrestleMania stage. Fan-fucking-tastic. Similar to when the Hardys got to do it. 
similar to, I don't know, if DIY ever get to do it. I know people are going to hate me for saying that. It's fine. It's fine. But, um, yeah, those are your those are your match-for-matches sake matches. Jade Cargill versus Charlotte Flair, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, Jey Uso versus Jimmy Uso, and Sami Zayn versus Heel KO. Now you got the uh, the mid card championships, and I'm not I'm not breaking any new ground really here. Intercontinental Championship. We all know that uh, the one guy that we want to get one more crack at that title is Chad Gable. We know he can take Gunther to the limit. How do you tell somebody you're going to take them to the limit? Tell them you're going to take them to a limit in an Iron Man match. It's not going to be an hour. I don't have room on my card for an hour-long Iron Man match. It's going to be a 35-minute Iron Man match between Gunther and Chad Gable for the Intercontinental Championship. <coughs> now, he's already got the record. It's not like a Roman Reigns thing where there's still a couple more names to chase. He's already got the record. He's already beaten the Honky Tonk Man. People were really weirdly obsessed with him beating the Honky Tonk Man's record and, and being the new record holder. Gunther's awesome. Don't get me wrong, Gunther's awesome. Chad Gable, I need this, as much as he's going to support the Alpha Academy in their six-person tag that I've got lower on the card, It this is the match where he, he can still be himself, but this is the match where I need him to not be the goofball. Still have the, the personality quirks and traits and even come out and do the uh, thank you, a shush, do all that stuff. Match starts the eyes narrow, and now you've got, like, serious Olympian Chad Gable tossing Gunther around the damn ring for 30 minutes. I think it would be awesome. I think this would be, uh, I don't want to break it down like this, but this will be like the wrestler's wrestler match of one of the nights. Now, the polar opposite of that is the one that we can already pretty much predict for the United States Championship, and it's going to be the Maverick. Logan Paul, who's awesome, even though nobody wants to admit it, it's fine. Get KSI out there in his fucking prime bottle costume, the whole fucking shtick. And who's he facing? Who's he defending that United States Championship against? With everybody saying L.A. Knight. Yeah. I just want this for the promos. I really, really do just want this for the promos. Um... Because Logan Paul's a dickhead, IRL, and I just want L.A. Knight to come and uh, and cut that off and just kind of eviscerate him. Because if Logan Paul shoots off at the mouth, then LA, L.A. Knight shoots off at the mouth better, and that brings out a more vicious, violent, dickhead side of Logan Paul, that makes for a really interesting match. That is where you start breaking the I'm a celebrity that happens to also be really awesome at this wrestling thing to I've already got one of your titles. You might as well start considering me somebody that's on your roster. LA Knight versus Logan Paul will be awesome. LA Knight, again, is another one of those guys that's not, like, that people say is not that exciting in the ring. He is. He's a fucking good wrestler. He's been wrestling for a long-ass time, but he's a storyteller. The, the, the match is in his face. The match is in his voice. The match is when he raises his finger up and the entire crowd is a L.A. night, yeah, thing. Like, it's that kind of match. The last time I was at SmackDown in Toronto. Now, mind you, this was Edge's quote-unquote retirement in Toronto in the main event with Edge in his retirement match with Sheamus the last time he was ever going to wrestle in WWE, apparently. They were still chanting L.A. night. I hate to break it to you. I don't know whether that came across on TV, but it just did. Now this, and the, the rampant hatred people have for Logan Paul for villainizing Rey Mysterio, who's got his own turmoil now that we've already talked about, 
all that's going to come together wonderfully. Now, you want to talk about championships. You want to talk about championships. Let's talk about the championships that nobody takes seriously. And that is the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. And no, they're not presented very well at all. I don't need a story here. I don't need a, how did we get here? I don't need a, oh my god, is it going to be this or this or this? We are going to have a women's tag title gauntlet. The difference being, whenever they do a tag team gauntlet match for the tag team titles, the champions usually come in last. It's not what I'm doing here. That is not what I'm doing here. Chelsea and Piper are coming in first, and the opponents come thick and fast. You've got Alba and Isla Dawn. You've got Casey Catanzaro and Katana Chance. You've got Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark. And you've got Asuka and Kairi Sane of what, what I will say new damage control. Um, I don't even care who wins. I would love to see Casey Catanzaro and, or sorry, um, Caden Carter and Katana Chance get a chance at something. I like the spooky shit, so Alba, Al, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, I can speak, I swear, would be great. Shayna and Zoe Stark would just go around and kill everybody for a while. That would be fun. Asuka and Kairi Sane would probably contribute to the larger damage control story. And, I mean, after that, Chelsea's a great character. Piper is an awesome single star. Piper is the only one I really actually give a shit about seeing in a match with Nia Jax somewhere along the line. So Chelsea and Piper are losing. I don't know who's winning. Shayna Zoe, um, Caden Carter and Katana Chance, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, Asuka and Kyrie Sane. Um, of those other four teams, any team, any team. I know that the last two call-ups, or the last four call-ups from NXT have not been featured very prominently, which sucks. Um, Caden Carter, Katana Chance are awesome. Alba Fire and Ila Dawn are awesome at what they do. Caden Carter and Katana Chance do all the high-flying gymnastic stuff. Alba Fire and Ila Dawn these days is a lot more like character-based stuff. They, they're really playing up the idea that people have been saying online already that those titles are cursed and that's why people get keep getting hurt, getting injured, losing partners, etc., etc. I mean, at one point those belts were on... Sasha Banks, so of course they're cursed. I think it would be a lot of fun. I think it's a gauntlet that you'd snap through pretty quickly. I don't I'm not I don't have any delusions that this would take up a lot of space on the card, but it would be a lot of fun. Now, undisputed WWE tag team champions. Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Not only defending their championships, but defending their championships against two contenders. See, I said before, there's going to be three, three tag teams that are going to be fighting for the chance. They're going to have a series of matches between the three of them to see who gets to face Judgment Day at WrestleMania. Now, the losers on that end are going to be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, which is going to put them into their own feud, out of their, built out of their own frustrations, but also their secret desire to face each other at WrestleMania. The two winning teams... People that, people that know me are not going to be surprised at all, are DIY and the Creeds. DIY, because DIY have a lot of history, specifically with Finn Balor, around the NXT Championship, etc., but Damian Priest is no stranger to them either. Um, DIY versus the Judgment Day would be fantastic. I am throwing in the Creeds to make it more fun. I'm also throwing in the Creeds and the fact that it's going to be a ladder match. Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Julius and Brutus Creed. 
six men, three teams, one set of tag team champions. And because it's a ladder match, we use this as an excuse to finally have new tag team championships as well. We did it with the men's, we did it with the women's, we unified the women's tags. These guys are carrying around four belts for no reason. I, I, the, the red and blue belts... The red and blue belts look corny, and I like the... Even if you go back to the old copper design that I like and everybody else hates, the original um, two helmets on the, on the spherical field that those belts are based on, if you go back to the copper on black, I like the design. I don't like the fact that they are carrying around four belts. It looks ridiculous. Kind of like Roman Reigns carrying around three belts looked ridiculous, even though Paul Heyman was carrying them. Don't worry about it. But, yeah, Undisputed are a DIY and the Creed Brothers three-way ladder match for the Undisputed Tag titles. Now, what are we doing? <sighs> Damage Control kicks out Bailey. Sometime between now and the Rumble. She's gone for a couple of weeks. She returns, number 30, in the Rumble as a babyface, takes out her former teammates, wins the Royal Rumble, and wants to go up against Io Sky. Now, Io Sky versus Babyface Bailey is interrupted by one other person that was attacked by damage control, that was affected by damage control, that was bullied by damage control, and if you know me, you're not going to be surprised by this this either. It's my girl Shotzi, who had her head shaved by damage control, and she said, you know what, the two of you, together, as a group, terrorized everybody, including me. You guys made me shave my fucking head, you guys made me doubt myself, man, the whole fucking thing. There's no way the two of you, even though you're on opposite sides now, get to go and share the glory of one of the WrestleMania main events without me having something to say about it. Bailey, as an apology, says to Shotzi, okay, we're going to fight at Elimination Chamber coming up in Perth, Australia. I'll put my winning shot on the, at WrestleMania on the line against you, and I hope you'll accept that as my apology. The match, I know people don't like false endings or whatever. The match is interrupted by the remaining members of Damage Control. There is no winner. So, Nick Aldis said, you know what? You thought you could pick your opponent at WrestleMania. Guess what? Now you've got two opponents, Bailey versus Io Sky versus Shotzi. Triple threat match for the WWE Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Let's fucking go. Now, <coughs> the one that's way more obvious, it's going to be Ripley versus Becky Lynch for the world title on Raw. It just is. Now, does she need to win the Rumble? No. Becky's won the Rumble. Becky got to be one of the first three, never mind Bianca Belair, never mind Sasha Banks, the real history makers of women's wrestling at WrestleMania. Are Shayna Baszler, or not Shayna Baszler, uh, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch, as they should have been at the time. Uh, so Becky Lynch, much as I love her, does not need to win the Royal Rumble to get this title shot. She can win at Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia. It'll be awesome. It will be awesome. The stared, Rhea Ripley storming down to the chamber after the match is over and staring down Becky Lynch is fucking money. A year ago, they passed each other on the aisle way, and that picture of the two of them face-to-face -face for a second was all over social media forever. Do you know how I know that? Because I'm on social media way too much. I wouldn't mind this being a street fight. I haven't put it up on my notes that it's going to be a street fight, but I wouldn't mind this being a street fight, not going to lie. Not saying that I want other people to come down, not saying that I want other enemies of Becky Lynch, not saying I want all the, all the myriad of monsters ball of competitors that Ripley has had in the past little while to come down and get involved, but I really, 
I wouldn't mind this being a hell of a scrap because you know what? You're talking about two ladies here that don't mind getting a bloody nose and a busted lip to say the very, very least. Not that I want anybody to get hurt. Obviously, this isn't AEW. We don't need to be drinking each other's blood and shit like that. But these, these two ladies could have a hell of a scrap. You give these ladies main event, main event night one. Um, I said I wasn't going to speculate for placement, but yeah, main event night one. Becky Lynch, Rhea Ripley, fuck yes. Make it a no DQ. Have uh, everybody coming out of this match worse for the wear, and the winner really, really, really looks like a winner. Absolutely. Um, it makes me overlook the Shayna Baszler Ripley rematch that I do want to see, which I do think does deserve to be a WrestleMania match at some point. But I've got Shayna Baszler in that women's tag team gauntlet trying to make those titles look a little bit better. Now, I am willing to concede the match that everybody wants. Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, all the shit and nonsense. Oh, he's got to finish his story. He's the only one that can finish the bloodline, even though he wasn't involved in the bloodline for most of it. Cool. Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, have a big picture of Dusty Rhodes by the ringside. Have a picture of Goldust at ringside. Get what's-her-face. Get Brandy out there swearing and cursing and doing all the weird shit that she does. Have Cody out there bleeding and crying and telling us about his mixed baby and being strange. I don't care. Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes. It's Thanos. I don't want it. I don't particularly want to see it, to be perfectly honest with you, but it is Thanos. Dread it, run from it, there's no escaping it. We're getting Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. What we don't need... What we don't need is Cody Rhodes winning another Royal Rumble to get there. He's gonna win at the Chamber, he's gonna pop the Perth audience, I don't know, throw him in a chamber with, I don't know, Priest and Lashley and, I don't know, bring back Braun Strowman, let him, let him kill all the monsters and then the biggest monster will be at WrestleMania and then he will have finished his story and splooged all over himself. Cool. Fine. Whatever. He doesn't need to win the Rumble to get there, because you know who does, you know who does need to win the Rumble. Oh, fucking yes. And, I will say, filming this on the last day of November 2023, it's going out probably tomorrow morning, everybody is saying, since Punk came back, everybody is speculating through all the dirt sheets and through X and Instagram and all the typical no-DQ, PW-Torch, what culture, uh, wrestle culture, they're all speculating around this rumor that CM Punk is somehow, in 2024, going to be wrestling Stone Cold Steve Austin to pay off that old thing that they did with Jim Ross leading up to one of the video games way back when. Would I, would I love to see CM Punk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yes, I would. Think it would be a hell of a spectacle, and that's what it would be. It would be a spectacle. We we saw what Austin can do to his credit, and we've seen what Stone Cold Steve Austin can't do, with no disrespect intended. Unfortunately, CM Punk on my WrestleMania 
his dance card's a bit full. His dance card's a bit full. He's got other things to do that day. Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to have to wait. Because winning the Royal Rumble and main eventing night two of WrestleMania against Seth Rollins for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship is the voice of the voiceless, the man who just came home, the man who's got everybody's attention now. CM Punk versus Seth Rollins for the world title is the main event that I want to see this year. It just is. Never mind the uh, the acting that uh, Seth Rollins did at Survivor Series after the cameras went off the air for all the uh, cell phones to capture. But I mean, they're two great wrestlers. They're kind of cut from the same cloth. The story between Punk and the and the Shield and how. Punk almost got what he wanted with the Shield, except he wanted Cassius Ono instead of Roman Reigns, which would have sucked. Even I'll admit that. Um, the way the way they were there to back him up, and then they went against him, and I think just everything. I think CM Punk coming back right now to shake his head at this version of Seth Rollins. CM Punk is the version, or sorry, CM Punk is the person that can walk into WWE right now. As much as we all love Seth Rollins and say, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you being so silly? On the other side of the coin, on the other side of the coin, Seth Rollins has the ultimate opportunity. Yes, pun intended. He has the ultimate opportunity to take what Drew McIntyre has done and make it ten times better. In storyline, Drew McIntyre cannot believe how many people on Raw have opened the door to Jey Uso. Look at all this bad stuff that he's done. Do you really believe that he's changed and he's driven himself mad? Now, imagine Seth Rollins driving himself mad. Going back to, you know, the Monday Night Messiah era of Seth Rollins. Imagine him. Imagine him in his own kayfabe mind saying, I can't believe people opened the doors. I can't believe how many people are happy to see CM Punk in this company, do they really think he's changed? I think that is the story. I think the story is CM Punk is a good guy, Seth Rollins sees a bad guy, drives himself crazy, and ultimately it costs him the World Heavyweight Championship. I think that's fantastic. And the thing is, no disrespect to Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre has sort of set the template because what he's done with his reaction to the arrival of Jey Uso has been near perfect. Seth Rollins can go crazy better than Drew McIntyre can. And he's going crazy on a much larger scale. Oh man, I can't believe they let him get drafted over to Raw. I can't believe that after 10 years this fucker is back in the company. I want that match. I need that match. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get some version of that match, but the version of that match that I need is CM Punk wins the Royal Rumble, calls his title shot at WrestleMania, and gets the main event he never got 10 years ago. I think that's what you do. The rest of this is a lot of fun and a lot of predictable stuff that they've already pretty much set up. All of this looks fun. 
Chase U versus the Alpha Academy. Awesome. AJ Styles versus Nakamura's Super Team. Awesome. Team Santos versus Team Ray. Awesome. Jade versus Charlotte. Drew versus Orton. Jimmy versus Jay. Sammy versus KO. Gunther versus Gable. Logan Paul versus LA Knight. Chelsea and Piper versus Shayna and Zoe versus Caden uh, Carter and Katana Chance versus Alba Fire and Ela Dawn versus Asuka and Kyrie Sane. Awesome. There's story throughout that match. Judgment Day versus DIY versus the Creeds. That one's for me. Bailey versus EO versus Shotzi. That one's kind of for me. Ba uh, Ripley versus Lynch is for me, but it's also for all of women's wrestling. Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes is for everybody else. And the main event is CM Punk versus Seth Rollins for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And the main event of WrestleMania, that one's for me. Hope you guys uh, have found something in here that was for you. I've been Spaz, your YWC Reality Check. Subscribe up there, talk down there, start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I will talk to each and every last one of you later. But for right now, I am tagging out. Bye, guys.